Where we talk media mostly. mostly. Today, we are once again joined by the lovely Sue Sylvester. Hello, everybody, children and such. <laughs> and that's how Sue sees, sees it. it. We both did the see the different way. Who was right? I did this way. I think I was right. <laughs> I think you were. Because I'm the original Sue. You I'm really the, are. I'm just the knockoff. The OC. The OC. <laughs> BOS. Well, no, because Sue sees it. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, I am Phoebe Bridgers busting out of my skeleton onesie. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to zip it up right before the show, and um, the zipper broke. So we're just not going to think about that. We're not going to notice it, okay? Thank you. Today is the very first of our... Okay, I can't do the wig. It's, it's too much. It's just... It's too much. Wig. If my hair looks weird... No, it doesn't. Let him cook. Let me cook. Let him cook. And eat. I, I got to do both. Okay. Today is the very first officially of our Spooktober episode. Ooh. Ooh. And today we're starting off strong with our guest, Morgan. Hey. If we didn't say that, it's not Sue. It's Morgan. She's back. Back again. Got me. Um, and we have a very interesting topic for today. It's a, very, a topic that I'm very interested in. I don't know if I could say the same for you. Mm. I'm getting there. I'm getting more interested. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm not like up all night with nightmares after watching. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're talking about like all things horror. Horror. Like the spookies, the creepies. The crawlies. Yeah. We're doing all of it today. So I think we're just going to have to like really jump into this because I... Set myself up with a goal of having 100 movies, horror movies, to talk about. And And, you've seen all of them. And I've met that goal. I've seen every single horror movie ever made. Uh, Oh. Ever made, basically. I I personally have not, but um, we're going to cook. We will cook. And eat. So before we really jump into this, I want to talk a little bit about, like, the horror that we, I don't know, just like a little backstory of our interactions with horror mm. would you like to start yeah so uh growing up i did not watch horror movies just because i was very very scared mm-hmm. and then the first horror movie i ever watched was it the new one mm-hmm. and i was like oh this isn't terribly scary because well we'll talk about it a little bit later oh we'll, we'll get to, get to um it. and then i watched the autopsy of jane doe and that one Scarred me a little. Mm-hmm. That one was a little spook. Um, but then I just was like, Morgan, grow up. <laughs> we are gonna we are gonna watch horror movies, and you're gonna go to sleep and not be a little baby. So that's my relationship with horror. I kind of have a very similar relationship to that. It was like 2020. I was like, you know what? I'm a man. Mm-hmm. We got to do this. So I sat down and I watched. The first two Scream movies. Oy. And then ever since that, I've just been snowballing. And now you're 100 in deep. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it could be more than 100. I just, I, there might be some that I'm forgetting because there was a time before Letterboxd, which is hard to believe for me. Letterboxd. Like, 
Uh, it's pretty much around a hundred. And that's that's a lot, you guys. It is a lot. You put you put the time in. Because <laughs> what was it? I texted you like the end of August, beginning yeah. of September about this episode, yeah. and I was like, oh, I have like 40, 50 movies that I've watched. We made it to a hundred in less than a month. So that's probably what almost two hundred hours mm-hmm. spent. Just getting the spooks. I wish I had the time and energy to be as dedicated. Oh, I as did you not are. have the energy. <laughs> oh, but you, the dedication. I true. You my, had that. All dedication. of my breakdown, the break I took from the podcast was because of this. Because I was like, gotta watch, gotta watch, gotta watch, gotta do it. I burnt myself. But out. you still have yet to watch Glee season two. That's the yep yep yep. yep. It anyway, always, it always gets back. Anyway, we always come back. don't think I forgot. Sue. Do you have any um quick um weekly recap, like what you've done this week just before oh, we really get well, in here? Well, I spooks? am a college student, so I legit Slay. just do homework twenty four seven and mm-hmm. cry. Um but that that's it really. Friday I got to come back here for the first time in what felt like forever. It was a little treat. And hang out and play Jackbox. And that was very cup filling and refreshing. It was me. great. So, it was great to see you again after how many weeks? Seven. Too long. Too long. Too long. Too long. What about you? Any? Um, not much. Just painting my garage. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm covered in paint, kind of still. I see. Just everywhere. Just that one spot. Honestly, it looks like a callus. So. Yeah, that's paint. Wow. It, the, it's gonna look great though. We have mold on the ceiling in our garage. It's gonna paint Just right paint, over that. Paint, paint over, over it. that. That's what I do with my problems. Mm-hmm. Don't address the root. Cover. Paint over. Hey, the paint has a. Mold and mildew protection. Mm. So, per use protection. Yeah, be safe. Okay, so we're gonna kind of we're gonna try to jump on into this because I have no idea how long this is gonna take. But you have to leave at twelve thirty. So I do. Can't be too terribly long. Sue has to go to class. Oh, Sue! I love hitting people in the hallways. Hitting people in the hallways? Yeah, you know, you know how Sue does it. Oh, I thought you just meant like you do that in normal day life. No, no, I'm actually very nonviolent. That that's a good quality to have. Um, so this episode might be a little a little different than usual because usually we do like we'll talk about the topic and then we'll do like a ranking. We're not doing that here today. Mm-mm. We're gonna combine them. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about each movie while ranking them along the way. Her. Because if we try to do it the other way, it's just going to take way too long. We would be here for four hours. Four hours. And we, we can only be here for two. And yeah. believe me, Morgan would love to stay and not go to crisis intervention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I have to horror palooza, baby. Horror palooza. Okay, I just got to start screen recording and then we are Gucci set to go. We're cooking. We will cook. In the little pan. Wow. I'm starting to think red's my color. You're really slaying. Plus the the bleach blonde. Yes. You could really pull it off. Everyone, stay tuned. Next time, Morgan's going to have a complete change. This is just going to be your everyday look. No more. T- <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yes. will be Sue. I'm going to buy eight tracksuits. Actually, but this was $50. No. Honestly... That's not like a low quality tracksuit too. Like if you want to like a Nike, like the Adidas tracksuit. Don't want to think about it. Oh, this is boy. a knockoff Adidas. But it's fine. We're cooking. 
Can, can you really see my zipper is unzipping? Is it that noticeable? Um, well, like now a, that you like pointed it out. Yeah, maybe I'll just like, because I will get warm. Maybe I'll just like tie this around <laughs> my waist. Oh. Because I am wearing a shirt under this, so. As am I. I'm actually the perf temperature right now. That's good. That's good. I I sweat like a, a demon. Like a mouth. In church. Oh. Like, don't even get me started. Like Sweating like a whore. Okay. So, I guess for this, our, the screen looks different than usual. Usually, we just do the tears, but we can't do that. So, you're going to have to see my words of what I've written. It's kind of embarrassing. Because <laughs> what if I start to ad-lib? Um, and then they're like, he's off script. Well, that's fine. I don't even have a script. All of this is that, ad-libbed for me. That, I mean, that's chill for you. I mean, I don't really have that much. It's just like 17 pages. Yoish. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to jump into this, we're going to get going, mm-hmm. and we're going to be spooky. Ooh. Okay, so as you can see, if you have eyeballs, I guess if you're not on YouTube, if you're just listening on Spotify or something, we're going to do the introduction of horror. Here we go. So, <clears throat> the list of films that we will be talking about today range from many different subgenres that have their own respective aspects. However, some of these subgenres can weave together... The list of genres, and this is from, uh, I, I have a, a source. This is from Yo. the Los Angeles Film School. You cite your sources, big dog. I got my references. Yeah, you cite them. They're not in, in MLA format, but. Oh, well, I use APA, so. That's true. That's the business one, right? Or science. I haven't been in college in like a year. I forget. Uh. Anyway, the Los Angeles Film school. I already forget what it was. <laughs> the school of film. Um, this is what they list as the subgenres of the horror genre. They have comedic, demonic, or possession, gore and splatter, monster, paranormal, psychological, slasher, vampire, witchcraft, and zombie. However, I'm going to add three of my own Whoa. subgenres, which is alien, cult, and religious. Because I'm, I'm just getting a little crazy here. Because there were just some movies that, like, they had, they didn't really fit perfectly in these other genres. I was like, I'm going to make my own. I'm just going to make my own. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I just do want to preface. These are not, like, every single genre of horror. There's so much more. But these are, like, the, the catch-all terms mm. for a lot of them. So, we're going to... Horror gonna... is very in-depth. It really it's a is. very... There's a lot to it. There it is cuz there's so you can have there's so many different vibes of horror like comedic mm-hmm. versus like possession horror. Oh boy. Crazy difference. Crazy. But like I don't, we'll get into it maybe a little mm-hmm. bit later when we're talking about genres and whatever. Okay. So we're going to get going cuz we got 100 movies to go through. So first up on the list we have horror films that relate to aliens. And um don't cringe here, but I wrote all these little um, breakdowns of each of the genres. Some of them are a little weird. Some of them are fine. Okay. That's okay. Okay. So the first genre I've added to the list, the, oh, this is like the first one I personally mm-hmm. added. It's not like from this, whatever. Um, these films take a more sci-fi approach to horror with use of space and otherworldly visitors that are not so friendly to induce fear into viewers. Okay. So first on the list, we have Nope by mm. Jordan Peele. Have you seen this one? I have. You have seen Nope? I have seen Oh, we're starting off strong here. I personally really liked this film. You didn't? It was scary. (laughs) Okay. It was a little ooky spooky, but like whatever. Yeah. 
Okay. It was good. So Nope is a man and his sister discover something sinister in the skies above their California horse ranch while the owner of a nearby theme park tries to perform... <laughs> tries to profit uh-huh. from the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. I really like Jordan Peele's work. This is not one of my favorites of his, but it was really good. It was very strong. That monkey scene. Ooky spooky. I... Listen, I thought it was very good because I love the actress. Kiki Palmer? Yes. Love her. I love Kiki. Kiki, if you're listening. Kiki. So that's why I watched it because I was like, oh, Kiki, it can't be that bad. Wrong, ladies and gents. Wrong. If you want to get eaten by a space alien, this is the movie for you. This is the movie for you. But cinematically, I did enjoy it. Yeah. That's the thing that I struggle with. It's like, I love, I really like cinematic horror movies. Mm-hmm. I think they're so good. Yes. But then I cry myself to sleep at night. So they're a little spooky, yeah. It's the price I have to pay. Which is crazy because this is one of the more tame ones we're getting into here. Oh, I know. Okay, so we have our rating here. We'll go through the tiers quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just we'll get there. Don't, right. don't, don't question it. Okay, so from top to bottom, we have the best media I've ever seen obviously Mm -hmm. at least 4.5 spooky stars because i was like this is the spooky episode i got to make them spooky somehow so Mm -hmm. it's spooky stars um instant halloween classic i did jump like it's it did get me still yeah um a baby could enjoy this snooze a palooza and they them now before you say anything we'll get there if you watched i think it was like at the beginning of august or something we had a similar category in a ranking so you should know don't be judging. Okay. So I personally, I think I would put Nope in like at least a 4.5 spooky stars. Oh, I was going to put it at I did jump, but. Well, let's, let's, let's say we'll meet in the middle instant Halloween classic. Okay. Yeah. Cause so, cause like you haven't seen a lot of these movies and I have. This is true. So for the ones we have seen, we'll kind of compromise. But if you haven't, I'll probably just. Yeah, you play you'll, similar. You'll trust me. I do. I do trust you. <laughs> okay, moving on. We have Annihilation. I didn't really enjoy this film. This is Lena, a biologist and former soldier, joins a mission to uncover what happens to her husband inside Area X, a sinister and mysterious phenomenon that is expanding across the American coastline. Once inside, the expedition discovers a world of mutated landscapes and creatures, as dangerous as it is beautiful, that threatens both their lives and their sanity. I was forced to watch this, basically, by my um, roommates. But, like, whatever. I'm going to put it in I Did Jump, because it was there were still some spooky mm-hmm. scenes. But I was, like, I was not vibing with the whole thing. Next, we have the the classic. And I will say this with my full chest. This is a classic. It's The Thing by John Carpenter. Scary. You've seen this one? I literally watched it two weekends ago. Yes. It is so good. I... Talk about gore. I feel like... We'll get there. (laughs) But, like, this one is, like... I did debate on putting this one in the gore genre because it is, like... Yeah. Crazy practical effects. And that's the thing. This movie, practical. No CGI. Nothing. Uh -uh. It was, like, the 70s. But, like... It was all practical and it is terrifying. So the thing is in a remote in remote Antarctica, a group of American research scientists are disturbed at their base camp by a helicopter shooting a shooting at a sled dog. Crazy. 
I know. They, when they opened with that scene, I was like, what, I was they, like, what, what? Are, what, they what is going dog? on? Why did you dog? <laughs> okay. When they take in the dog, it brutally attacks both human beings and canines in the camp, and they discover that the beast can assume the shape of its victims. A resourceful helicopter pilot and the camp doctor lead the camp crew in a desperate, gory battle against the vicious creature before it picks them off, picks them all off one by one. It is. Oh. Now, this is. Unlike Letterbox, it is like up high on like every horror list, mm-hmm. and I'm like, there's no way it's that good. Like, there's no way it is that. Good. It is that good because it is actually like truly anxiety inducing. It is amazing. Oh, that ending scene when they're like in like the little caves or whatever, getting ready to blow everything up, mm-hmm. and that thing just like sprawls out the ground. I was like, oh boy. Uh, the most scary scene for me in that was when he was in like the dog cage. Because you weren't, you're not expecting it. It's just Mm-mm. like you're chilling. It's like, oh, this is obviously something bad. Then it's like, you're not <laughs> expecting that. Yeah. It is truly insane. Amazing practical effects. Just like any scene where the thing is coming out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. I was gooped. I would put that at least 4.5. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, I think it is one of the best medias I've ever seen. But oh. 4.5 spooky stars is acceptable. Okay. Up next, we have another classic, Alien. Uh, during its return to Earth, commercial spaceship Nostromo. Okay. Preface. There's going to be a lot of words in here I'm probably going to suck at pronouncing. That's fine. So we're just going to move past it. <clears throat> Uh, the spaceship intercepts a distress signal from a distant planet when a three-member team of the crew discovers a chamber containing thousands of eggs on the planet. A creature inside one of the eggs attacks an explorer. The entire crew is unaware of the impending nightmare set to descend upon them when the alien parasite planted itself inside its unfortunate host. Wait, I, what? It's birthed. <laughs> Person, Period. We're going to move past that. That is like the first... 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Legit? Okay, so I have seen Alien. Okay. We're starting off strong here. Uh, we are. Okay, a lot of these I've at least seen the trailer for. Yeah. So, that's encouraging. And we are starting off with, like, two, like... Those are some two classics. Like, Alien, The Thing. Those are, like, classic horror movies. And The Eggs. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. Didn't like it. And I personally... It is a classic, but it wasn't my favorite movie ever. So I think it deserves to go in I Did Jump. I would agree. I'm putting it above Annihilation, though. Because, like, it is good, but I feel like it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Moving on, we have the very new movie that came out, like, two weeks ago. No One Will Save You. I have not seen that one. You don't need to. (laughs) A young woman who's been alienated from her community, finds herself in a face-off against a host of extraterrestrial beings who threaten her future while forcing her to deal with her past. There is not an inch of dialogue in this movie, and I hated that. So I'm going to say a baby could watch this. Oh, then I'm just not going to watch it. I will say all of the movies that that you probably put in, like, the best movie you've ever watched, I will watch in October. Oh, slay. Thank you. Well, you've already seen one of them. I can tell you that. Period. I'm sure you know. <laughs> Moving on. I'm sure I know. <laughs> We're going to go into the comedic horror. Oh, period. Okay. So this is the most lighthearted subgenre in horror, as it 
sounds. Uh, comedic horror, as it sounds, I just said that, uses comedic elements to add an extra layer to horror. In my experience, uh, comedic horror is a very effective genre of horror, although it's not as scary. They don't tend to be as scary. They have the comedy aspect that makes the film more enjoyable, and I just, I love a good comedy horror. Love a good comedy horror. I agree. I agree. This is probably going to be my favorite subcategory. It, it's up there for me. It's really good. So starting off, we have Instant Hood classic, mm-hmm. Scary Movie. Have you seen Scary Movie? I've seen all of them. You've seen all of them? I've only seen the first three. I gotta gotta get going. So Scary Movie. Um, this isn't what I have here. It's not about the plot. It's basically what the movie is, mm-hmm. really. Um, <clears throat> defying the very notion of good taste, Scary Movie out parodies the pop culture parodies with a no-holds-barred assault on the most popular images and talked-about moments from recent films, television, and commercials. That was a mouthful. Uh, The film boldly fires barbs (laughs) at the classic scenes from Scream, The Sixth Sense, The Matrix, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and The Blair Witch Project. Then goes on to mock a whole myriad of teen movie cliches, no matter the genre. People hate on this movie, but like... It's so funny. I think people hate on it. The people who hate on it are like the diehard horror fans. And they're mm-hmm. like, this isn't horror. This is so... It's like people that think um, that one Christmas movie is a Christmas movie. Do you know what I'm talking Nightmare about? Nightmare Before Christmas? No. <laughs> never mind. Oh, Die Hard. Yes. Not Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. It's like that. It's yeah. like, I feel like horror fans are like, this isn't horror. But it's like, and it's still funny. It's funny there are some moments where it's like oh oh that gave me a little spook i did jump i did jump but i personally i'm gonna put the first at least scary mm-hmm. movie instant halloween class i agree i agree because it is effectively funny effectively spooky in parts it is so good and i feel like it helps oh excuse me oh, you're good i feel like it helps get people introduced into the horror genre. True, because it's a it's an easy starting point. It's funny. It's enjoyable. Right. <clears throat> Some dated jokes, but still. <laughs> Moving on, we have Scary Movie Two, as the supernatural extension of the first film. Scary Movie Two cast its satirical satirical eye on such iconic classics as The Exorcist and mm. Poltergeist, as well as the more recent films Hannibal, What Lies Beneath, and The House on Haunted Hill. Those are not recent. This is an outdated <laughs> little piece I have. In addition to all these, all things supernatural, it lunges even further, taking on pulp icons, including Charlie's Angels and Mission Impossible 2. Mm-hmm. This, again, per. just as effective as the first film. I, Still I agree. enjoyable. I agree. But I, I think I'm going to say I did jump because it just wasn't as good as the first one to me. I don't think any of them are. I think when I feel like that's the way with sequels though, like mm-hmm. the first one's usually the best and then, and then they just, just kind of Yeah. Usually how um, it is. Okay, moving on, Scary Movie 3. <clears throat> I do actually have the plot of this movie for this one cuz like I don't really care about all that other blob. After newscast news reporter, I'm trying to go so fast I can't talk. After news reporter Cindy from the previous films, Cindy accidentally watches a strange videotape that causes the viewer to die within a week. She discovers the tape is only one of many weird happenings. Local farmers Tom and George have reported massive crop circles appearing overnight in their fields. Cindy finds a link between the tape and the crop circles with help from the U.S. president and a kindly aunt. And then some of the big like movies that they knocked off here or parroting were Signs, The Ring, and Eight Mile. Not the president. 
the president. <laughs> Queen Latifah was in this one. I love Queen Latifah. The best piece from this movie was when that kid just kept getting the shit beat out of him. <clears throat> hit by a fan, thrown out the window. Gold. Amazing. Where Other than you? that, snooze a palooza. Uh, you know, I'd have to agree. And the fourth one? Uh, they is, them. Is, <laughs> is that the one where Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan go at it? Okay, moving on, we have The Menu. This is probably, like, the least funny of all of these I have on here. Yeah. You seen The Menu? I have. Look at you. Okay. We're cooking, you guys. Okay, so The Menu is about a couple that travels to a coastal island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. (laughs) I want a cheeseburger. True. I don't know if you're going to agree with this. I love this movie. I thought it was good. It's really... Anya Taylor-Joy. Yes, please. Period. Yes, Loved please. her and the Queen's Gambit. I need to finish it before the next season comes out. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> she does slay. Everything she does. She does slay. She does slay. Um, I, personally, best media I've ever seen. Okay. I can get behind that. Because it is so effective it's good it's not like the scariest thing in the world but it is great again cinematically done very well amazing very well and you are there's points where you're actually like oh Oh. like you get twisted around those plots are twisting and i feel like a lot of movies predictable you can yeah especially in horror i feel like but that one you just really didn't know where she was going very true and i loved that period moving on we have cocaine bear Amazing film. Um, After a 500-pound black bear consumes a significant amount of cocaine and embarks on a drug-fueled rampage, an eccentric gathering of cops, criminals, tourists, and teenagers assemble in a Georgia forest. This film cracked my kringle. It really did. I thought it was funny. It it was amazingly funny. There were scenes where I, I winced. I was like, ooh, the ambulance went flip. I was in the theater. You were you were with the ambulance. You were yeah. I needed an ambulance. I really did. And I was sh- utterly shocked during this movie, and I loved it. Loved it so much. But I won't say it's one of the best films. I would yeah. I think I'd put it in instant Halloween I was, classic. Agree. It, agree. It is enjoyable. It's funny as hell. But like, mm. it could have been better. Yeah. Up next, we have Jennifer's body. Scene. Okay. Wait. That's fine. Read the description. Okay. Okay. When a demon takes possession of her, high school hottie, Jennifer, turns a hungry eye on guys who never stood a chance with her before. While evil Jennifer satisfy, satisfies her appetite for human flesh with the school's male population, her nerdy friend, Needy, learns what's happening and vows to put an end to the carnage. I think I have seen it, but not enough to give it a good ranking on the scale. I... It, it definitely is a cult classic. Like, people have come to enjoy it mm-hmm. over the years. It's very odd. Megan Fox, though. Period. Best movie I've ever seen of Megan Fox, isn't it? <laughs> Kidding. I think I'd put this in instant Halloween classic. Okay. Because it's got the spookies. It's got it's got the goodies. It really does. It's, it's what a horror movie requires. Yes. Yes. Especially a comedic one. It's def- it's comedic. It's for like the teenagers. It's got all the teeny whatever's going on. It's the good. The teeny weenies. The teeny weenie. Teeny bopper weenies. 
Moving on, <laughs> we have a newer addition to the horror, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies by A24. I enjoyed this one. Okay. When a group of 20-somethings get stuck at a remote mansion during a hurricane, a party game goes very, very wrong, ends with a dead body on the ground and fake friends at every turn as they try to find the killer among them. This movie is one of the best, like, examples of how people from, like, our generation talk. Oh. Do you know how in movies they always try to make, like, the Gen Zs and they're like... Yeah. This is, like, the most effective way I've ever seen it used in media. I see. It's great. There's a whole scene where... Because <laughs> it's definitely, like, about, like, rich kids. Mm. Rich Gen Z kids. Um, and they're having, like, this argument and they're like, your parents are upper middle class. Oh, damn. Yeah. Roasted. It, it's such a great movie. Plot twist at the end. Didn't see it coming, honestly. And that's very hard to say. When you've seen so many horror movies, you're like, Predictable. I could have guessed yeah. that 14 minutes ago. 14 minutes ago, that's not that very long. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to put Bodies, 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 and I did jump. Okay. Because like it was still a good little fun watch. I loved it. Moving on, we have our next genre, cult. Your mm. favorite, right? Mm. The next installment in subgenres I have added is cult. Not to be confused with the occult cult themed horror films use the premise of cults whether that be religious or non uh, as a horror aspect usually entailing our protagonists being introduced into a cult-like setting and having them fend for their survival you've seen some of these at least one i know mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna get into here hereditary first of all when the matriarch of the graham family passes away her daughter and grandchildren begin to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry trying to outrun the sinister fate they have inherited if you haven't seen it we have a hereditary episode it's one of our like first 10 episodes i'll link it it's oh, great period. go watch okay hereditary best meat i've ever it's seen. because you're a cult person i guess I, call me culty but like it is so good you're into the cults i think it's just the aspect of Ari Aster. I love his work. Okay. So good. It's very effective. You like, oh, it's amazing. Shocking. Beautiful. Talented. Like, that was the first horror movie my brother Wyatt had ever seen. How did he think? He was like, scary. So take that as you will, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, viewers. It, it's definitely up there as, as a spooky. It, it's great. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Well, maybe like the first 15 minutes, but then I was like, bluey. <laughs> Gotta cleanse my eyes. Yes. <laughs> Up next, we have your favorite movie ever, Midsummer. Oh, boy. A couple travels to Sweden to visit their friend's rural hometown for its fabled Midsummer Festival. But what begins as an idyllic retreat quickly resolves, re- re- D- devolves, devolves <laughs> into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Thoughts you on this guys, movie? This movie scared me she's a little bone chiller when he leg first jumped off that I now said, that's on him ah uh, if it was me looks back give me the map <laughs> i i said girl what? what am i witnessing right now the bear why do they put him in a bear the sex cult what is cooking there it's cooking. I, I, the whole movie, mouth open, just, ah, ah. And I love her for that. Director's cut. 
I will say it does deserve a spot in the best mini I have ever seen. Only because, again, cinematically, scrumptious. Amazing. Beautiful show-stopping. The way way that there's, like, silent parts in it, Mm -hmm. I love that. And the music. That's what builds that tension. It Mm -hmm. builds that suspense. You have to have a good soundtrack. Like, there's some movies on here. The the score soundtrack ruins the tension. Mm. Like... The music is there to add tension and right. and help the film not be the driving force Absolutely. of the tension in the movie. There's a film on this list that I know you've seen that does that and it pisses me off. So horror movies, if makers out there, if you're listening, do better. Take notes. T- take notes from these professionals. <laughs> I've seen a hundred. I should know. Okay, moving on. We have the worst installment in the cult classics here. A classic horror story. Sounds like it'd be a baller. She ain't. Not a baller. Five people traveling by camper crash into a tree. When they recover, the road they are driving on has been replaced by an impenetrable forest in a wooden house. I have not seen this movie. It sucks. Noted. Noted. I think she's going to be our first installment into They Them. Okay. What is the They Them category? We'll get there. Okay. I think when we get to like... 60 or 60th movie you'll find out okay (laughs) i I just want to say a classic horror story sucks okay next up we have demonic possession this subgenre focuses on all things dark usually composed of someone integral to the story being or becoming possessed by some Mm. sort of supernatural element for this is one of like the three genres oat scared me (laughs) it's the black figure turning the corner This is one of the three genres I have that only has a single movie. Because there are some genres that I have focused more on. Not intentionally, but like... And, okay. Demonic Possession. I don't know why I said that. The first movie we have is The Taking of Deborah Logan. Ooh. And if you see, I have a little FF here. In parentheses before... Aw, Otis. Before the movie title. That stands for Found Footage. Mm-hmm. You know a good found footage film? Yes. It Was that the first one? Yeah, that was the first found footage film we have. <clears throat> I just wanted to mark that just to bring it up. Because found footage, it's it's a very hit or miss sub-sub-genre of horror. It, it's questionable. Okay. Mia records the daily lives of Deborah and her daughter, Sarah, as part of her thesis. As the days progress, strange things happen around Deborah, and it becomes apparent something has taken control of her. This is a ooky-spooky. Sorry, Oat sat on my foot. He's Aww. so cute down there. He's crazy. Uh, this movie? You've seen? I have seen. Oh. And. The head? Ah! Scary. Spooky scaries. Because it's like, like, you know what's happening when you start this movie. Yeah. But yeah. then it's like, oh, she's eating people? Uh, <laughs> she hopped up out that chair real quick. Mm. It was great, though. Ethel Kane told me to watch this, and I sat and followed. Bye, Odie. The Taking of Deborah Logan. I'm, I'm torn here. I don't know what category it deserves. Okay, well. what, what do you think? At least 4.5 spooky spooky. At least 4.5? Dang. Where were you going to put it? I was stuck between that and Instant Halloween Classic. Okay. Because, like, it was good... But, like, we can't just be throwing everything in these top categories. We got to 
be this realistic. Is true. Here. I mean, I'd be more than happy to move <clears throat> it above nope. Okay. Noted. No, noped. Nope did. Moving on from our quick little stint in <laughs> in demon possession, we have gore, splatter, and body horror, which is crazy category. Oh. Mm. As most of, what? As most of the names give oh. I don't even know what I'm trying to write here. I wrote this at like two AM. Oh well. As most of the names give away, this subgenre is all about gore, bloody body shit yeah yeah <laughs> known for its use of special effects both practical and technical to achieve as much carnage as they can the more blood the better yeah this is a very interesting genre in my opinion it's a, once again very hit or miss but like anyway first up we have terrifier i think this is the only movie i can recollect that has scared me out of my mind i have seen this movie you have seen it i have seen this movie and this is this is like that movie that put me on like a movie break for like two months. And that is not an exaggeration. I think it was on the last episode we talked about this movie. Was it after that episode that you watched it? It was. It was. I'm so sorry. I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. I told you that he split someone vag to head and you watched. I'm going to give it a try because I'm like, I need to grow up. I'm a, I'm 20. I'm a woman. This is not the movie to do it. And I kid you not. So I watched it. I sat in my bed in the corner in silence for like an hour. And if you know me, I'm not a silence girly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm a talker. No. I watched it with my good friend Mariah. What'd she think? She sat in silence with me. Mm -hmm. I will say I watched this kind of early into my like deep dive into Mm -hmm. horror wouldn't recommend no because like i watched it at my apartment all alone in my room i turned it off went to bed and i just sat in my room like i know that clown's in the corner yeah i know he's watching me yeah they have there's a second one terrifier 2 i have it on my watch list i'm putting it off i can't i can't bring myself to watch you it. hit my line i'll come down watch it with you but well, only during the daytime yeah i will not watch a movie during like that day. at night because I feel like I've heard that that movie is so much worse than the first and one. I just don't see how it could get worse. I don't even know. I'm scared. <laughs> we should probably say what this movie is about. Yes, yeah, sorry. Very quickly. A crazy clown stalks and tries to kill three women in a wretched old apartment building on Halloween night. That's it. And it is the scariest movie I've ever seen. You guys. Do not watch this movie unless you know you can handle true terror true terror true carnage horror gore yeah like this is a very very like head first dive into the gore genre oh yeah oh it's crazy like i i don't want to like because i didn't enjoy it but like a baby a baby could not enjoy that i guess i did jump I cried I, myself to sleep. I cried, I jumped, I pissed my pants, and I shit on the walls. Like, yes. it was a bit much. Yes. <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> we have Raw. This is a very tame one. Very tame. Um, a s- stringent v- vegetarian <laughs> Justine encounters a decadent, merciless, and... De- that's decadent? Decadent. 
That's a very interesting word to use here. <laughs> In dangerously seductive world during her first week at veterinary school. Uh, desperate to fit in, she strays from her principles and eats raw meat for the first time. The young woman soon experiences terrible and unexpected consequences as her true self begins to emerge. She eats people. Okay. I just don't understand how you go from vegetarian to cannibal, but mm-hmm. um, let her cook, I guess. Apparently, it's what the school's about, though. I don't know. It's a French film. It's artsy fartsy. It's weird. So I think a baby could watch this because it's not actually really scary. She's just like eating fingers and shit. Oh, perf. Up next, we're moving on to Evil Dead. Besides like Terrifier, this is one of like the most gory genres. Like there's like five Evil Dead movies. They're the goriest shits I've ever seen. I see. Yeah. Um, Mia, a young woman struggling with sobriety, heads to a remote cabin with a group of friends where they discover a book of the dead, which unwittingly summons up dormant demons, which possesses the younger, the youngsters one by one. People, if you go to a remote cabin and there is something that looks like it could do spooky stuff, it's leave li- it alone. The, it literally says book of the dead. It's bound in human skin. Leave it alone. This movie Okay, so there's a TikTok sound that I did not realize was from this movie. Mm. Um, it's a very horny sound. Oh. It's um, <clears throat> usually people use it and it's like during a zombie apocalypse and my girlfriend has been turned and it's like, come down here so I can suck your cock, pretty boy. Oh, what the <laughs> hell? Have you heard that? No. Oh, I sound like an idiot then. That's from this movie. The, the Evil Dead movies, they have made me wince the most out of any movie I've ever seen. I see. There's a scene... Where she takes a box cutter, opens it fully, tongue, base to tip, splits the tongue all the way in half. I'm unwell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think this is an instant Halloween classic. Oh, perp. Period. Because <laughs> they're so good. They're so interesting. And I'll eat it up. Similarly, we have Evil Dead Rise, the oh. newest installment, 2023 movie. Uh, a reunion between two estranged sisters gets cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, mm. thrusting them into a primal s- a battle for oh. survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Was thrusting the word we had to use Thrusting for this? is the word to use. Again, some of the most wincing scenes I've ever seen. Cheese grater. Calf. And my thing is, it's just like, why? Because the... It, this is like the epitome of like the body horror, whatnot genre gore. Mm. It's trying to get the most carnage, the most blood, all of that. And it's cooking. It really is. Evil Dead Rise uh. is at least a 4.5 for me. It is at least a 4.5 spooky oh, stars. Put it up there. Put it up there. It is so good. Like, look at her. You can't tell me she's not saying. Look, mommy loves you to death. Eating it up. Eating it up. Eating her up. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to kind of try to quickly go through some of these so we don't have to, like, Yeah, do so these next few I haven't seen. Yeah, so. So, okay, so we're just going to get going, and I'm just going to quickly go. So Tusk, a U.S. podcaster, ventures into a Canadian wilderness to interview an old man who has an extraordinary past, and the American learns the man has a dark secret involving a walrus. He cuts this bitch up and turns him into a walrus. They, them. It sucked. Noted. Bones and all. Love blossoms between a young woman on the margins of society and a disenfranchised drifter as they embark on a 3,000-mile odyssey through the back 
roads of America. Uh, however, despite their best efforts, all roads lead back to their terrifying pasts and a final stand that will determine whether their love can survive their differences. It was whatever. Snoozapalooza. I see. Saw a photographer, Adam Stanheit, and oncologist Lawrence Gordon regained consciousness while cha- Oh, this is Saw, by the way. I didn't yeah. even say that. They regained consciousness um, while chained to pipes at either end of a filthy bathroom as the two men realized they've been trapped by a sadistic serial killer nicknamed Jigsaw uh, and must complete his perverse puzzle to live. Flashbacks relate the fates of his previous victims. Meanwhile, Dr. Gordon's wife and young daughter are forced to watch his torture via closed circuit video. I have seen Saw. You have seen Saw? I have not seen Saw 2. Maddie has seen part of it. I was watching it when she came in. That poor girl. And she was traumatized. Saw. She would be. What do you think of Saw? I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think it's way funnier because there's a girl on TikTok that does like parodies of Saw. Yeah. And I think that's better. Probably. But again, cinematically, it was okay. I think was, I liked the story, but. I think I'm going to put it in I did jump because there are some scenes where it's like. Ooh. Ooh. Similarly, we have Saw 2. On the hunt for the twisted vigilante and serial killer Jigsaw, Detective Eric Matthews and his team must apprehend the elusive murderer to rescue eight people trapped in an abandoned house before they succumb to his torturous and murderous games. Mm. One twist of this task is that Matthews' own son, Daniel, is among the eight people Jigsaw has chosen to the test for their lack of morality, with nerve gas, nerve gas pumping through the house every second counts. This one, the only scene from this movie where I was like... A girl has to dive in a pit of dirty needles, like syringes, and dig for a key. It is terrible. Where do people come up with this stuff? I don't know. Like, it's not as good as the first one, but a baby couldn't watch this. But a baby's going to watch this, I guess. Baby. (laughs) Next up, we have Monster. This takes the use of creatures, monsters, or unnatural animals to make its film's leading antagonist. Some monster horror uses creatures from regional folklore and history to base a film in familiarity and reality while still keeping it ooky spooky. Ooky spooky. I love a good ooky spooky. First up, we have Antlers. Jesse Plemons is in this. Uh, a small town Oregon teacher and her brother, which is Jesse Plemons, the local sheriff, discover a young student is harboring a dangerous secret that could have frightening consequences. This one, I do believe it did get me jumping a little bit, but it it sucked. Oh. It wasn't good. Snoozapalooza. Snoozapalooza. It wasn't that great. Up next, we have It Follows. See? After carefree teenager Jay sleeps with her new boyfriend, oh. Hugh, for the first time, she learns that she is the latest recipient of a fatal curse that is passed from victim to victim via sexual intercourse. Horse. Death, Jay learns, will creep inexorably. What? Inexorably. In inexorably toward her as either a friend or a stranger. Jay's friends don't believe her seemingly paranoid ravings until they too begin to see the phantom assassins and band together to help her flee or defend herself. This was wild. Cause like it's about this creature that like just follows you. It's like that that TikTok trend where it's like the snail will follow you mm-hmm. if it touches you, it kills you. Um and you're like, okay, it's gonna like because it can shapeshift into whatever. It's going to take like the form of someone you know, like coming into your house. No, this bitch is like dressed as a full, like fully naked woman, breaks through your window at your house, starts pissing on your floor. Oh. What? Oh. Like, 
they're not trying to get the task done, honestly. They're just trying to have a little spookarusco. True, but I did jump. Could you imagine fucking somebody and then all of a sudden... <laughs> it's literally a metaphor for STDs. <laughs> Amen! Stay safe out there. Wrap it up. Wrap that, Willie, before you get silly. Next up, we have men. Harper retreats <sighs> to the countryside. Scary. For real. To the countryside to be alone in the wake of a tragedy. Her husband died. Uh, but her unease at the town's leering and uncanny similar men grows into a fully-fledged nightmare as sh- her arrival awakens something primal in the forest. I was sitting there watching this movie at the very end. Oh. What's the lore? It Terrible. There is a oh. man, fully nude, giving birth over and over and over and over. Disgusting. From where? I couldn't tell you. I don't know if anybody knew this, but men do not have <laughs> vaginal openings for vaginal birthing. Vaginal birthing canals. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't ask me. God, I will not be watching that movie. Um, Snooze a Palooza because it sucked up until that point because it's like boring and it's like, mm. and then it's like babies coming out. Penis. Babies come. It like came out the taint between the holes. Oh, yeah, like fully ripped open. It's interesting. Okay, next up we have Lamb. In rural Iceland, a childless couple discovers a strange and unnatural newborn in their sheep barn. They decide to raise her as their own, but sinister forces are determined to return the creature to the wilderness that birthed her. It is a a, a little child with the head of a lamb. Poor kid, like Penelope. It is... What? You know, Penelope, like the, the girl that was born with the nose like a pig. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> anyway. This one's an interesting one. I have mixed feelings. I think I'm going to say a baby could watch this because not much oh. happens. It's just like, oh, what was that? What was that? What? And then at the very end, like this giant thing comes up and whatever. Okay. Next up, we have the ritual. Reuniting after the tragic death of their friend, four college pals set out to hike through the Scandinavian wilderness. A wrong turn leads into the mysterious forest of Norse legend where an ancient evil exists and stalks them at every turn. Now, this one could have gone in the cult category, but it is more about a giant monster. I see. This is one where it's like about a true, not true, but like a folklore thing. A true. I don't know if it's like a Wendigo or something in that realm. But I'm going to say a baby could watch this because not much is happening. Next up, did you just pull your contact out? It fell out. Just keep cooking. I'll put it back. Oh, okay. We're going to move on. Vivarium. Hoping to find the perfect place to live, a couple travels to suburban neighborhood, to a suburban neighborhood, in which all the houses look identical, but when they try to leave the labyrinth-like development, each road mysteriously takes them back to where they started. This one... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you reminded me of Mad-Eye Moody right now. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Let me cook. Let me cook. We good? need to you i haven't seen <laughs> i have seen the babadook but just keep cooking we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to you. you yeah you just keep cooking vivarium kind of sucked ass it just had a creepy little sheldon cooper look-alike <laughs> snooze a palooza snoozy palooza so we're gonna talk about the babadook and morgan will probably chime in from the bathroom A single mother plagued by the violent death of her husband battles with her son's fear of a monster lurking in the house, but soon discovers a sinister presence all around her. 
I personally saw that twist coming. Oh. I saw her coming. <laughs> Sorry if the camera's a little little different now. I had to uh, get a new battery and change some stuff. The Babadook. We're back. Um, I this was the f- one of the. I don't. I watched this movie when I was in like the seventh grade. I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, I thought it was mid. It was fine. It really was. No oh, baby, you'd watch yeah. it. No oh, baby. I'm next. It. Oh. Okay, so seven young outcasts in Derry, Maine, are about to face their worst nightmare, an ancient shape-shifting evil that emerges from the sewer every 27 years to prey on the town's children. Banding together over the course of one horrifying summer, the friends must overcome their own personal fears to battle a murderous, bloodthirsty clown known as Pennywise. I think this could have gone in the comedic category. (laughs) And let me explain. You mean to tell me there is a monster out there that all I legit have to do is go, no, you don't scare me. And then it just hides. It just hides. <laughs> Bitch, you, uh, that is so embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. Very true. Like, they couldn't do that in the first movie. Mm. They had to do two. They had to do There's two. There's a third one coming, too. <sighs> Unnecessary. Yeah. This is the movie I was talking about, that the score tries to make you feel the like the... Yeah. It doesn't work. Because it's no. like... This is just loud music. I don't care. And again, it's just like Pennywise. You're, you're a bitch. You're a bitch. That's embarrassing. Like they could have, they could have cooked with this. Oh yeah. But they didn't. No. They didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. I think I'm gonna put it one, and I did jump. Yes. Because there are some spookies, but like I have qualms with this movie. Moving on, we have it chapter two. Defeated by members of the Losers Club, the evil clown Pennywise returns 27 years later to terrorize the town of Derry, Maine once again. Now adults, the children, the childhood friends, have long since gone their separate ways, but when people start disappearing, Mike Hanlon calls the others home for the one for one final stand. Damaged by scars from their past, the United Losers must conquer their deepest fears to destroy the shape-shifting Pennywise. No more powerful than ever. Blah, blah. He wasn't. He sucks. He still sucks. He's a bitch. Yeah. Snooze a palooza. <laughs> Didn't one of them kill themselves? Yes. I thought so. I was disappointed. Stanley was my favorite. And then he. Blech. Why do we have to see his butt, too? I don't know. Moving on, we have Bird Box. When a mysterious force decimates the population, only one thing is certain. If you see it, you die. Mm. The survivors must now avoid coming face to face with an entity that takes the form of their worst fears, searching for hope and a new beginning. A woman and her children embark on a dangerous journey through the woods and down a river to find one the one place that may offer sanctuary to make it. They'll have to cover their eyes from the evil that chases them and complete the trip blindfolded. I love Sandra. Sandra's great. Bird Box... I have, again, mixed feelings. I think I'm going to say I did jump. I did jump. I was okay. Because, like, it is spooky when that bitch jumps out a window. Goo. Wow. I jumped. I jumped. But it wasn't. But that's it. It wasn't. Yeah. 5.4 spooky stars. Very true. Very true. Up next, we have Bird Box Barcelona. This one came out this year. Continuation. After a mysterious force decimates the world's population, Sebastian must navigate his own survival journey through the desolate streets of Barcelona. This one wasn't needed. Oh. We don't need her. No. Gross. Snooze I, a palooza. Or they them. I, okay. 
it's not with these these other two movies are far worse than Bird Box Barcelona. I'm putting it in they them because it didn't need to be made. It just wasn't needed. She was irrelevant. For real. Next, classic Jaws. Classic. When a young woman is killed by a shark while skinny dipping near the New England tourist town of Amity Island. Police Chief Martin Brody wants to close the beaches. The mayor, Larry Vaughn, overrules him, fearing that the loss of tourist revenue will cripple the town. Ichthyologist Matt Hooper and grizzled ship captain Quint offer to help Brody capture the killer beast, and the trio engage in an epic battle of man versus nature. I think this goes in the classics. It does go in the classics. I haven't seen it in forever. I did put it on here because I needed 100 movies. But, like... You can't go wrong with a Jaws. Mm-mm. Jaws is a classic. It is it's a spooky a scary. Yeah. Up next, I watched this one last night. Oh. Eraserhead. Wildest shit I've ever seen. Oh. I haven't seen it. it it's cra- It's from like 1977. Oh. That's <clears> how you know. A uh, Henry Spencer tries to survive his industrial environment, his angry girlfriend, and the unbearable screams of his newly born mutant child. The baby looks like an AirPod. And there's, like, a, a bitch in the radiator that comes to life and, like, seduces people. I don't know. This is a truly absurd AirPod movie. AirPod babies and bitches in the radiator. You this, heard it here first. It's a truly absurd movie. I'm going to put it in I Did Jump because it was, like, the most wild thing I've ever seen. All right. There was a chicken that was bleeding, like a cooked chicken, bleeding and giving birth to something while he was cutting it. I don't even, I can't even think about it. What is up with horror and just having random things give birth? Like, this was borderline, like, gore category. Oh. But I put it in the monster category because that baby was fucked. Next, we have Smile. I have seen Smile. You have seen Smile? I have. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain as an overwhelmingly terror begins taking over her life rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality thoughts on smile mid it kind of was i was like i was so hyped for this movie when the trailers came out it looked like the scariest thing in the world and then they used all the scary stuff in the trailer so i was used to it and i was like oh the bitch broke her neck (laughs) too bad who hasn't good for her (laughs) i i don't know because like it was good i enjoyed it but it wasn't that great like i guess i did jump yeah because like that because a baby couldn't enjoy it no for sure not but like okay maybe i think maybe snooze a palooza and a baby could enjoy this should be switched there we go let me let me get these colors right oh didn't mean to do that wait okay there we go Perf. Yeah. Now we're cooking. I guess I don't agree with that though. Then now, because like saw is worse than men. I'm gonna move it back. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> we have supernatural, paranormal films. These are films Ooh. revolving around any sort of ghost or paranormal activity. No relation to the film. Oh. Poltergeist. Again, no relation to the film. Elements are some of the most horrifying films. This is due to ghosts being a very uncontrollable thing to humans. Mm. Starting off, we have Skinamarink. Have you heard of this one? I have heard of it, but I haven't seen it. This is about two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their homes have vanished. It is 
the most boring but like captivating thing I've ever seen. Oh. A lot of people hate this because it is just like looking at a wall mm-hmm. and like eerie anxiety feelings. I'm gonna honestly put it in a baby could watch this. Oh, because okay. like not a whole lot happens. I think he does kill his sister though. I don't. Well, remember. who I haven't, hasn't? Haven't seen this in a while. Uh, I'm ne- kidding. Maddie <laughs> is alive and well. Love you, Maddie. Next up, we have things heard and seen. After moving to a small town with her husband, a young artist begins to suspect that their home harbors some dark secrets. This one, meh, I don't really remember it. Meh. Um, Amanda Seyfried, she's in it. Love her. Great. Oh, I just watched her Les Mis last night. What about Mamma Mia? She was in Les Mis first. <laughs> I'm going to put this in a baby could watch this. I don't remember a whole lot that went on in there. I think maybe there was some murder, so maybe not a baby, but mm. I don't know. The Autopsy uh. of Jane Doe. I personally think it's a classic. It is great. A coroner and his son conduct an autopsy on a beautiful Jane Doe murder victim and find increasingly bizarre clues. This this movie was the first movie that ever, like, really, like, freaked me out. Like, I had to call my... Are you shopping on your watch? Oh, I'm going to Target. I had to call my sister to talk to me on my drive home because I thought somebody was in the back of my truck. Like... <sighs> Thinking back, I think I could have moved this out of paranormal into witch category because, like, that's what we end up finding out at the end of the movie. But like, oh yeah, and again, <clears throat> this goes with why can't people just leave well enough alone? For real, leave her alone. Just leave her be. Barrier, bitch. <sighs> but when they start cutting her open and the everything's cracking, and I thought it, I thought it was Find a good movie. Fabric inside of her body. Oh. And again, they didn't just leave. If I was a coroner and I opened up a woman and there was fabric inside. And like runes and ritual writings inside of her body. I would have dropped those scissors and closing ran. Closing the body. Leaving. So, sewing her up. I'm so sorry. Skadoosh. Skedaddle. They couldn't even burn that bitch. Uh-uh. I put it in instant Halloween classic. Because it was, it, was, it was a classic. It was a, it's a classic. It's a good spooky. Next up we have a malevolent. Florence Pugh's in it. A brother-sister team who fake paranormal encounters for cash get even more, wait, get more than they bargain for when a job as a haunted, at a haunted estate turns very, very real. Snoozapalooza. Mm. Snoozypalooza. Was not good. Honestly, bordering they them. Oh. You know, she's going to they them. Period. <clears throat> Next up, we have As Above, So Below. This one found footage film gave me a spook scary <clears throat> when a team of explorers ventures into the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of paris they uncover the dark secrets that lie within the city of the dead it was crazy <sighs> bro catacombs alone scare me mm-hmm. it's like those poor people they didn't get to be buried and don't go places. down there though Again, again, horror is literally just people not knowing how to leave well enough alone. For real. It's going an instant Halloween classic because it did give me a nooky spooky. But like. That was the chair, by the way. You're good. You're good. Next up, we have. This is going to eat up most of our time here. Psychological thrillers. I think there's 30 movies alone in this category. Yeesh. So we're going to try to run through these. The most generic of all horror. Not in a bad way. Uh, thrillers or psychological thrillers is a very broad genre of horror leading to an array of different themes and antagonists used in these films many films fall under this category such as midsummer vivarium the menu etc but other thematic elements cause them to fall into other categories treat this as sort of a catch-all for horror films 
Yeah, like pretty if, much. If you can't nail down, like, if it's about witches or ghosts, it's going in this category. Thriller? Thriller is what people think of when they think of horror. For real. And I, I'll leave it up. Mm-hmm. Starting off very strong, we have The Shining. Have you seen that? I have. That's so good. Jack Torrance becomes winter caretaker at the isolated Overlook Hotel in Colorado, hoping to cure his writer's block. He settles in along with his wife, Wendy, and his son, Danny, who is plagued by psychic premonitions. As Jack's writing goes nowhere and Danny's visions become more disturbing, Jack discovers the hotel's dark secrets begin to unravel into a homicidal maniac hell-bent on terrorizing his family. I love terrorizing family. I do, too. This movie is so good. I... One of the best medias oh, ever. Put it up there. Put it where it belongs. One of the best medias I've ever seen. And it's honest, honestly at the top because it is a certified hood classic. It is so good. So you put the menu above Midsummer. Honestly, I think I would put menu last but hereditary first. Oh. I think hereditary is a more... um, Like it's more effective than Midsummer, But Midsummer is like one of my favorite movies. This is true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Moving on, we have the lighthouse. Uh, two lighthouse keepers try to maintain their sanity while living on a remote, mysterious New England island in the nineteen in the eighteen nineties. This is not as spooky, scary, but it is anxiety-inducing. It's really huh. good. Uh, Robert Eggers, great director, love his films. I've watched almost all of them. Beautiful, but. Robert Pattinson's in this. Willem Dafoe. Robert. It's really good. I think. I love you, Robert. At least 4.5 spooky stars. Okay. Okay. It is is good. Up next, Don't Worry Darling. Oh. In the 1950s, Alice and Jack live in the idealized community of Victory, an experimental company town that houses the men who work on a top secret project. While the husbands toil away, the wives get to enjoy the beauty, luxury, and debauchery of their seemingly perfect paradise. However, when cracks in her idyllic life begin to appear, exposing flashes of something sinister lurking below the surface, Alice can't help but question exactly what she's doing in Victory. I really liked this movie. It's really good. Questionable in the making process with Olivia Wilde. But like, it was still good. It was effective. Yes. Twist, I honestly didn't see coming. I, I really didn't either. Mm-hmm. I saw it in theaters with my bestie, Erica. And we watched it again because we had to dissect it. Mm-hmm. But we were just like, there's just so much. Like little like little flashes of scenes. Like, mm-hmm. I really I really did like it. I think I need to watch it again because I've only seen it once. Yeah. But I want to go back and watch it and find all the little details yes. I missed. Up next, we have Barbarian. Oh. Which in 2022 was said to be the most scary movie ever. I would disagree. I would disagree as well. Um, Terrifier? Heard of her? Over Barbarian any day. <laughs> a young woman discovers the rental home she booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night, but soon discovers that there's a lot more f- to fear than just an un- unexpected house guest. Jeez. I honestly really loved Barbarian. I thought it was good. I watched it in, um, I watched it with a couple of my friends in a classroom up at the college I go to. Mm. Um, it was very interesting. Interesting. I saw it in theaters. Oh. And um, when this first came out, everybody was like, don't watch the trailer. Go into it blind. It is the scariest thing ever. So I had, I was like terrified to watch this. I was like, 
that was it. <laughs> no, so I didn't know anything about it. Um, I actually thought we were going to watch Pirates of the Caribbean. And, then this and we watched Barbarian instead. <laughs> I thought it was good, though. I don't really like how her boobs are just dangling. Oh, yeah. Just the whole like, movie. I feel bad for her. So do I. Lots of inbred. Like she just wanted to be a mom. And then she killed her? Yeah. Oh, so sad. Where would you put it? <laughs> I would say between I'm going between at least 4.5 and instant. I'm doing 4.5. Oh, period. Cuz it was still so enjoyable to watch and it's like what is happening? The only part I didn't like about it, Jake Long. Mm. Justin Long. Justin Long. I can't stand him. He's a, he was in Tusk. Oh, yeah, so ruined it. already. Ruined already. Ruined. Up next, Marabone. I watched this because it has like the great cast. Um, Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, Mia Goth. Uh, the guy that plays um, that one guy from Stranger Things. Finn Will's, Wolfhard. Will's no snap. Oh, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, Charlie Heaton. Yeah, he's in it. Um, the guy from 1917. I've never seen that. Star-studded movie. cast. Okay, a young man and his. Younger siblings, who have concealed the death of their mother in order to remain together, are plagued by a sinister presence in their home. Plot twist of the century. That's an oh. overstatement, but like, I was shocked. You were shoomed. I was, like, I couldn't believe it. But I don't know where I want to put it. Sure, I did jump. That sounds good. His house, a refugee couple, makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. I personally, I don't remember this movie at all. And I watched it like a few months ago. Oh. So I think I'm going to put it in a baby could watch this. I don't know. Next. Next. We have Mother. This one's for you, Brandon. Mother. <clears throat> My, um costume like sticks to it because of the skeleton oh well a young woman spends her days renovating the victorian mansion that she lives in with her husband in the countryside when a stranger knocks on the door one night he becomes an unexpected guest in their home later his wife and two children also arrive to make themselves welcome terror soon strikes when the beleaguered belet belegered do you know that word beleaguered be beleaguered beleaguered wife tries to figure out why her husband is seemingly friendly and accommodating to everyone but her Mm. this is because he's a man one of the best films i've ever seen oh it is so good there's a scene that is like truly like heartbreaking it is amazing i would recommend it it is one of the best pieces of media i've ever seen okay it is in my top four films of like every ever, oh. four films of ever. I see. But a lot of people hate it. I need to watch it again. But most people say they'll watch it and they can't watch it ever again. But I like I need to watch it again because it's like just so like psychologically um, messed up. I think or? it's because of there's the one specific scene and it's like it's a lot to go through. It's like it's a, it's a lot. I'll say that. But like I it was so good. Mm. It's it's about religion. Like it's about God. Oh. But it's like in a metaphoric way where like at first you're like, what's going on? And then it's like, oh, it's great. That's what's cooking. It's amazing. I see. Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem. Jennifer Lawrence. So good. 
Next up, we have The Silence of the Lambs. Classic. You've seen? I have. Clarice Starling, a top student at the FBI's training academy. Jack Crawford wants Clarice to interview Dr. Hannibal Lecter, a brilliant psychiatrist who is also a violent psychopath, serving life behind bars for various acts of murder and cannibalism. Crawford believes that Lecter has may have insight into a case uh, and that Starling, as an attractive young woman, may just be the bait to draw him out. This is... At least a 4.5 spooky Agree. Stars. Agree. It is so good that Buffalo Bill, was that his name? Yes. Terrifying. That movie, it was good, though. It was really It was good. good. Like, I I thought I knew everything about this movie because it is, like, one people talk about all yeah. the time. But then you watch it and you're like... What am I witnessing? When she's walking through the house in the dark. Oh, I I was like, I can't watch this. That's me when I watch any horror movie, though. I'm just like, (laughs) I didn't realize we're we're past we're halfway. (laughs) Yeah, we are. But like, this is still a lot. We got 30 more minutes. Damn, we might have to like go no video because I don't think we have enough time on the camera. Well, which is fine. This is fine. It's fine. Okay. <clears throat> Knock at the cabin. While vacationing at a remote cabin in the woods, a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand they make an unthinkable choice to avert the apocalypse. Confused, scared, and with limited access to the outside world, the family must decide what they believe before all is, all, all is lost. Snooze a palooza. Wah, 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 boring. I haven't seen it, so I'll take your word for it. I had higher hopes and Night Shyamalan going downhill. Oh. Infinity Pool. Guided by a seductive and mysterious woman, a couple on vacation ventures outside the resort grounds and find themselves in a cultural culture filled with violence, hedonism, and untold horror. A tragic accident soon leaves them facing a zero-tolerance policy for crime. Either you'll be executed, or if you're rich enough to afford it, you can watch yourself die instead. A very interesting concept. Craziest sex scene I've ever seen. Oh. Like drug-fueled, psychedelic orgy. Crazy. Mia mm. Goth. Oh. But like, I expected more from it. I'm going to say, oh, I don't know. A baby could watch this because I wanted more from the movie. It didn't give me what I wanted. Just an orgy. That's all it gave me, and that's not what I wanted. Choose or Die. A broke student who plays an obscure 1980s survival computer game in pursuit of an... Oh, unclaimed $100,000 prize after a series of unexpected unexpectedly terrifying moments she soon realizes she's no longer playing for the money but for her own life <laughs> trying to hold my hand no, she's trying to hold my hand under the table this movie snoozy paloozy I'll take your word for it we're really getting into some sucky ones here creep this is a found footage film Aaron answers an online ad and drives to a stranger's house to film him for the day. The man wants to make a movie for his unborn child, but his requests become more bizarre as the day goes along. This, one of the best movies I've ever seen. It is so good. I love this movie. It is amazing. If you haven't seen Creep, go give it a watch. It is spooky. It is anxiety inducing. Eating it up. Similarly, we have another found footage film, Creep 2. That's <laughs> oh, <is> good. <laughs> it's on the same level, honestly. Oh. A, a video artist who craves shocking stories realizes she has made a mistake when she meets a serial killer in a cabin. 
It's the same guy from the first film. Classic. So good. I think I'm going to put it in at least 4.5 stars because I just can't do both of them. In the best media I've ever seen, but they're both amazing. Next up, we have In the Tall Grass. A brother and sister enter a field of tall grass to rescue a boy. They soon realize they cannot escape and something evil lurks in the grass. Cannon. Shocker. A baby could watch this. I was terribly confused. There's a lot about time. I just couldn't do it. 1922. A farmer conspires to murder his wife for monetary gain and convinces his teen son to participate. Wilfred and his son, Henry, soon become delusional as they continue on with their lives. Me. Um, a baby could watch this. It was on the same caliber as in the tall grass. Otis, don't play with the TV. What? Where did that come from? <laughs> okay. Next up, we have Gerald's Game. Crazy movie. Um. A woman accidentally kills her husband during foreplay. You said what? (laughs) They had driven out to a remote area in an attempt to reignite their flailing relationship. Handcuffed to the bed, she soon becomes delirious. This is a crazy one. He handcuffs her to the bed, and then he has a heart attack and dies, and she's stuck for days. And there's a man that keeps coming to the house and just watching her. I would recommend this one. I recommend it, but it's not like one of the best things I've ever right. seen. I think uh, I did jump. Okay. Because I was like, oh, there's a scene. She has to cut her hand to get the handcuff off. And you see like the tendons. <laughs> Next up, we have the black phone. I have seen this one. You have? I have. Okay. Finney Shaw is a shy but clever 13-year-old boy who's being held in a soundproof basement by a sadistic masked killer when a discontinu- disconnected discontinued <laughs> phone on the wall starts to ring. He soon discovers that he can hear the voices of the murderer's previous victims, and they are dead set on making sure what happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. Thoughts? Mid. It, it was pretty mid. I was expecting more. People were saying it was the scariest movie of like 2021, I think is when it came out. I'll put it and I did jump. I everybody because Ethan Hawke plays the murderer. Mm-hmm. I kept seeing like reviews like I'm supposed to be scared when I see a shirtless Ethan Hawke waiting for me. Criminal. <laughs> That's how I felt about when they when they picked Zac Efron to do Ted Bundy. I'm I sorry. I never watched that show. It was actually movie. very good. The like oh, okay. this the unfortunate, wickedly evil whoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Next up, the Invisible Man. After. S- Staging his own suicide, a crazed scientist used his power to become invisible to stalk and terrorize his ex-girlfriend. When the police refuse to believe her story, she decides to make to take matters into her own hands and fight back. This one was wild. I have not seen it. Because, like, everybody thinks she's crazy. She gets put in, like, an, mm-hmm. an asylum. Oh, this classic. Man, this man goes on, an, on a raging path to get to her, murders, like, 20 cops. But, like, those cops were so dumb. If they would have just been like, oh, movie would have been done. It was crazy. Crazy. You know the police. Don't cancel mm. me for that. Don't, don't cancel me. <laughs> I won't cancel you, Morgan. You're good. I'm going to put it in. I did jump. Okay. Old M. Night Shyamalan again. A family on a tropical holiday who discover that the scheduled, the secluded beach, sorry, where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. 
I bet you could watch this. I have seen trailers for that yeah. one. I only watched it because everybody's like, this is so bad. Oh. Yeah. Next up, we have I'm Thinking of Ending Things. A young woman soon finds herself with misgivings after traveling with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. A wild ride right here. Oh, boy. I haven't seen it in forever. I need to watch it again. But I think I'm going to put it in Instant Holland Classic because it was crazy. Crazy. I recommend Tony Collette is in it. Okay. She was the mom in Hereditary. Love a good Tony Collette horror. Great. Next up, we have Get Out. Mm. Circling back to Jordan Peele. <clears throat> yeah. Now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the meet the parents milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway upstate with her parents, Missy and Dean. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter, da- their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries leads him to a truth that he never could have imagined. Have you seen this one? I have. This is wild, honestly. Is Okay. Is this the one where at the end his friend shows up? Yes. Yes. Then yes, I have seen this. I watched it when I was in Europe. Wow. Look at you. Oh, I was out there across the pond, you know. <laughs> I thought it was good. I did too. Uh, I'm going to put it in Instant Holland Classic. Okay. Okay. Because it was very interesting and I did enjoy the watch. Oh, I skipped one. Next, we have Us. Accompanied oh. by her husband, son, and daughter, Ooh. Adelaide Wilson returns to the beachfront home where she grew up as a child, haunted by a traumatic experience from the past. Adelaide grows increasingly concerned that something bad is going to happen. Her worst fears soon become a reality when four masked strangers descend upon the house, forcing the Wilsons into a fight for survival. When the masks come off, the family is horrified to learn that each attacker, attacker takes the appearance of one of them. This I one? love Lupita. Mm-hmm. Love. She Love was so her. good in this movie. My thing about this movie, who wants to survive in this world after this? What is there to do? Nothing. Just kill yourself. Kill myself. Kill myself! The plot twist at the end, I don't know if I really enjoyed that, though. Oh. I feel... I don't know. Like, the that they got switched, whatever. Meh. 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 It could have been better. You just ran out of things to say. <laughs> Where would you have put it before I? I would put it at. On it? I did jump. That's what I I would agree with, because it was like, it was still good. I jumped. Yeah. Next up, we have the killing of a sacred deer. This oh. one's not as crazy horror. It's more like psychological mind bending. Doctor Stephen Murphy is a renowned cardiovascular surgeon who presides over a spotless household with his wife and two children. Lurking at the margins of his idyllic suburban existence is Martin, a fatherless teen who insinuates himself into the doctor's life in gradually unsettling ways. Soon the full scope of Martin's intent becomes menacingly clear when he confronts Stephen with a long-forgotten transgression that will shatter his domestic bliss forever. He forces his man to choose which one of his family members to kill. I would already know. (laughs) Just kidding. So this man decides to take a shotgun, set his family in a circle around him, and just spin and shoot randomly. He ends up killing his son. Damn. I just ruined that if you wanted to watch it. It is so good. It is at least 4.5. Period. It is so anxiety-inducing. There's a scene in the movie where I was like, what the fuck? No, foik. Next, we have Split. I have seen this movie. Once again, M. Night Shyamalan. He's on this list a lot. Though Kevin has evidence 30, 23, sorry, 
personalities to his trusted psychiatrist, Dr. Fletcher, there remains one still submerged who is set to materialize and dominate all the others. Compelled to abduct three teenage girls led by the willful observant Casey, Kevin reaches a war. (gasps) The camera. I don't even care at this point. Okay. Reaches a war for survival among all those contained within him as well as everyone around him as the walls between his compartments shatter. I watched this in 2016, so I don't remember it really. Talk about schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Anya Taylor-Joy? I just learned about, we're actually learning about schizophrenia in my mental health class right now. And it's real, okay? And I just don't know if that's the best depiction because not everybody who's schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Wants to kill people. Yeah. But some people do. Is it schizophrenia or DID? Dissociative Identity Disorder? I do believe, again, I'm not a professional, but I do believe that this would count as schizophrenia. Okay. You would know more than me. Because D... I'll, I'll be talking about that later. Yeah, well, we got it. I think a baby could watch this because I didn't really enjoy the film. Absolutely. I mean, again, it was okay. Yeah. Not the best thing I've ever seen. Not the worst. I need Taylor Joy eating the horror genre up still, but. She do. We are at 68, Morgan. What are we going to do? We're getting close. Should we keep going? Speed run. Speed run. Okay. Um, so maybe I'll just skip going in depth about the, not, I'm not even going in depth though. Last Night in Soho, fashion designer, see some ghosts, some ooky spookies. What do you rate it? Because uh, I haven't seen it. Um, It was good. It was very... The filming was interesting. I say oh. I did jump. Um, The Visit. Oh, wow. You've seen it? I've seen it. Okay. The terrifying story of a brother and sister who are sent to their grandparents' remote Pennsylvania farm for a week-long trip once the child children discover that the elderly couple is involved in something deeply disturbing they see their chances of getting back home are growing smaller every day i believe this is m night Shyamalan again a found footage film it was so good i would agree that twist was twisting it it, it was giving twist she twisted i think i'm gonna go instant halloween classic okay i agree from this peanut gallery uh next we have missing it is about a woman that goes missing and there's a bunch of plot twists about where she went missing too. Period. It was all right. I'm going to say a baby could watch this. Oh. Embarrassing. Dashcam, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> At the start of the pandemic, an indulgent and self-deluded live streaming improv musician abandons LA for London, steals her ex-bandmate's car, oh. and take and makes the fateful decision to give a ride to an elderly woman who is not what she seems. Get it out. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It is going at the very, very bottom of they, them. It sucked. I see. Next up, we have Psycho, the classic. This movie is so good. I'm not going to get into the plot. This is not the plot I thought was anywhere close to Psycho. Okay. (laughs) Get it out. But like... (laughs) I did not know that the Bates Motel came from Psycho. Like the oh, show. Oh, yes, but... yes, with um the guy from The Good Doctor. Yes. yes. I didn't know this is where it, like it got inspiration from. Oh. I was utterly shocked. It is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Oh. Pure media gold. It's going up here. I don't know where to put it. I'm going to put it here. Okay. Last for the thrillers, 
mom, Mothers of Monsters. It is about a woman who thinks her son is going to shoot up a school. It is a found footage film. Okay. It's very weird. I'm going to say Snoozapalooza. Hello. So it is a few days later. Um, As you can tell, I'm by myself. Morgan is gone. (laughs) Um, So the day we were filming with Morgan, she had something to do at a certain time. And we were getting pretty close to that time. And so after we got to a certain point, I just started like going and I stopped ranking as I went. So with this, I'm just going to come on by myself for the rest of this and then kind of talk about the movies a little bit and rank them just so the ending of the episode is not really rushed. I just wanted to take my time with this. So we're going to get into this. We're going to start restart with the religious category of horror movies, Um, religious horror. The last of my genres that I've added um, is the theme of religion. This could be tied closely to the cult theme, um, but it's not really, it doesn't have the elements of a full-blown cult. It's just any sort of topic that's religious-based. Dealing heavily in religion, God, religious trauma, and repentance. So the first of which we have A Thief in the Night, which is about a young woman who has a religious awakening after discovering that her husband and millions have been, have vanished overnight. So basically it's about the rapture and, um turning to Christianity basically um Morgan and I did go over the religious category in a few of the next categories so they're already ranked so I put A Thief in the Night and Snoozapalooza as it should go because um the reason I watched this movie is because I've been on a deep dive into the Duggars lately I've been listening to this amazing podcast it's called Digging Up the Duggars um and the reason Michelle Duggar became Christian during high school is she watched this movie and got so scared. And so now she's a Christian. That's why I watched that. Next up, we have St. Maud, which is an A24 film. Uh, Having recently found God, self-effacing young nurse Maud arrives at a plush home to care for Amanda, a hedonistic dancer left frail from a chronic illness. When a chance encounter with a former colleague throws up hints of a dark past, it becomes clear there is more to sweet Maud than meets the eye. I've been wanting to watch this one forever, and I finally sat down and watched it. It's not really what I was expecting. It was good. It had, like, the one of the scariest sex scenes I've ever seen, besides, like, Infinity Pool. Um, I was fully gasping during that scene. Um, yeah. Uh, where did I put this? I put it in I Did Jump, because it was still a good movie. It had very good... I feel like it wasn't too heavy on the religious aspect when even though that was the full premise of the movie i just i felt like it was a good balance and lastly for the religious category we have the lodge so this is a soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiance's two children at a remote holiday village just as relations begin to thaw between the trio some strange and frightening events take place so this movie i honestly enjoyed it way more than i thought i would it was really good It was um, about religion, heavily religious, but it also dealt with cults. So I was really thrown up between if I should put it in cult or the religious category. I ended up going religious because it it didn't really focus on the cult that much. It was just more of like a a plot tool that led us into the main antagonist character's um, 
issues and traumas and whatnot. So I got to find where I put that. I put it. Where did I put it? <laughs> did I not put it anywhere? Am I blind? Oh, oh, wait. I think I just. Ooh, now it's all mixed up. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Um, the Okay, it's right here. I put an instant Halloween classic. It it doesn't have a good Halloween feel, but it because it's all it's about a snowed in like cabin. It's very wintry. It's very good. I loved it. It was great. Moving on, we're moving into the slasher category. As most people know, as the title suggests, <laughs> that these films deal heavily in the use of killers on the loose, picking off people one by one. The kill counts tend to be quite lengthy with these movies and has lots of knives. <laughs> yes. So, everybody knows a good classic slasher, like Halloween, Friday the 13th. Um, oh, here comes a little oat. He's coming to join us. Um, Scream, you know, the classics. Those All like classic horror movies, I would say, are like slashers. Um, I don't know where I was going with that sentence. We're just going to get into this. Can you hear him screaming down here? Otis, come here. Oh boy. I don't know if Oat's been seen. I don't know if Oat's been seen in a while, but here he is. He can be my my second guest for the day, along with Morgan. Good man. He's such a good man. <laughs> oh, don't step on my computer. You're gonna mess things up. That's a candle. Watch out. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have been up here, Oat. Okay. Okay, let's go. Let's go. I don't want you catching on fire. Okay, first up, we have X, another A24 film. I love a good A24 film, Ty West. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so X, a group of actors set out to make an adult film in rural Texas, rural, rural, rural Texas, sorry, <laughs> under the noses of their reclusive hosts, but when the elderly couple catches their young guests in the act, the cast finds themselves in a desperate fight for their lives. I thought X was pretty good. I put it in Instant Halloween Classic because it, cause it is, like, it's good. It's a great film. Um, it's all about the old lady killing everybody. I just felt like there was something missing. I want a little bit more. Mia Goth, as always, slays. Like, the Mia Goth, Anya Taylor-Joy, some of the best females in horror. Um, also, um, Elizabeth Moss. She's been in a few that I've seen that are, that are really good, really good. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on, Pearl, which is the prequel to X, all about the old lady from the first film. Um, trapped on an isolated farm, Pearl must tend to her ailing father under the watch of her mother, lusting for the glamorous life she's seen in movies. Pearl's temptations and repressions collide. So, once again, this is a prequel to X. Mia Goth plays Pearl, as she did in the first movie, and I heavily preferred Pearl over X. There was just something about it. I put it in at least 4.5 spooky stars, because it is, it's one of the better ones. I love it so much. I saw it alone in theaters. It was an amazing experience. Moving on, we have Megan. Uh, Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll that programmed that's programmed to be a child's greatest companion and parents... Oh my gosh, I'm trying to speak through this fast, so I apologize. Parents' greatest ally. Designed by Gemma, a brilliant roboticist, 
Megan can listen, watch, and learn as it plays the role of friend and teacher, playmate, and protector. When Gemma becomes the unexpected caretaker of her eight-year-old niece, she decides to give the girl a Megan prototype, a decision that leads to an unimaginable consequences. So Morgan and I did talk about this one when we filmed, and we both agreed that this is like borderline a comedy horror film. But I put it in slasher because Megan just be picking people off one by one by one, and I... I loved it. I really enjoyed this movie. It like it's borderline funny. It's got the spook factor. I put it in instant Halloween classic because it just it had that it factor. I don't know. Moving on, we have a we have six movies that are I'm gonna try to get through pretty fast because it's the Scream franchise. Okay, so Scream One, or just called Scream, a killer known as Ghostface, begins killing off teenagers, and as the body count begins rising, one girl and her friends find themselves contemplating the rules of horror films as they find themselves living in a real-life one. So the whole thing about Scream is that it is meta. If you don't know what that means, look it up. I don't want to get into the logistics of what meta is. But the Scream franchise is meant to be meta and a parody of previous slashers that came before. And there's a reason why... When Scream came out, it kind of redefined the slasher genre because it was just so good. It was effective. Again, it was funny. Like the Scream franchise is funny. Don't don't even try to test me on that. It just became an instant classic in the eyes of so many horror lovers. So for that, I'm going to put Scream 1. I'm going to put Scream 1 in at least 4.5 spooky stars because it just... It is that girl. Scream 1 is that girl. Moving on, we have Scream 2. Two years after the terrifying events that occurred in Woodsboro, Sydney is now attending Wood- Windsor College in Cincinnati, and Gail Weathers' best-selling book on Sydney's life has now been made into a major motion picture. When two college students are killed in a theater while watching the new Stab, the new film Stab, which is a meta-parody of Scream in the Scream universe, um, Sydney knows deep down that history is repeating itself. I think the first two screams are probably the best, arguably, but I don't say I don't think the f- second one is as good as the first, so I'm going to put it in instant Halloween classic because it was still good. It just it didn't have the it factor that Scream 1 had. Moving on, Scream 3 as bodies begin dropping around the set of Stab 3, a movie sequel based on the gruesome Woodsboro killings. Stab 3, now we're on Scream Scream 3. You'll You'll kind of pick up on these as we go. Um, Sydney, Gale, and Dewey are once again drawn into a game of horror movie mayhem. This one is where it starts going downhill for me. Scream 3, I think I would put in I Did Jump. Because it still has the elements of that classic scream. But it's just like, mm, we're really getting repetitive here. Like, they're still good. I'll watch it. But, like, those first two are still the best. Scream 4, Sydney Prescott, now the author of a self-help book, returns home to Woodsboro on the last stop of her book tour. There she reconnects with Sheriff Dewey and Gail, who are now married, as well as her cousin Jill and her aunt Kate. Unfortunately, Sydney's appearance also brings about the return of Ghostface, putting Sydney, Gail, and Dewey, along with Jill and her friends, in the whole town of Woodsboro in danger. Personally, I think... A baby could enjoy this because it is my least favorite Scream film. I just feel like they tried to revamp it and it didn't do what it wanted to do. It's still an effective film. It's still good, I guess, for a Scream film that's good. But it just wasn't hitting for me. 
The only upside to this film that I can think of is that it has the best ghost face reveal. For most people that don't know, the Scream franchises, there's only one movie where Ghostface was a single person. All of them have been duos or trios. And this Scream 4 has the best and smartest Ghostface duo, in my opinion. It's very smart. Honestly, it's one of the more uh, successful reveals, I'll say, I guess. But I don't know. That That's personal opinion. Up next, we have Scream 5, also known as just Scream because this is where they revamped it last year. Okay. Sydney. Wait, sorry. I about read the wrong one. 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, a new killer has donned the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. I would put this one at the same level as Scream 4. I enjoy a good revamp. No, I don't actually. Most people don't because revamps kind of suck. Um... They kind of killed it for me with this one. I expected a lot. I didn't get what I wanted. It it was too meta. The thing with the newer ones, they're way too meta. They're trying so hard to keep the meta factor. When in the first film, it was meta, but like in the perfect amount. Like they weren't literally describing what was going to happen in the movies. Like they weren't foreshadowing it perfectly at the beginning of the movie. With Scream 5 and 6, it's so heavy-handedly like... This is what's going to happen. I've been able to guess the killers like 20, 30 minutes into the movie because it's just so easy to pick them out at this point. So that's on the same level as Scream 4. And lastly, we have Scream 6, the newest one. Following the latest Ghostface killings, the four survivors leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh new chapter, a fresh chapter in New York City. I think this was better than Scream 4. Five. I can't even keep the numbers straight. I think this is on the same caliber, oh my gosh, with Scream 3. Because going into the Scream 6, I was like, okay, this is going to be like the most meta thing I've ever seen. I had that going into it. So I was like, I could kind of put that aside and just enjoy the film. This is the first one that has a trio ghost face, which I guess is like... Because most people can pick out the killers at this point from watching these. So they had to throw in a third to be like, oh, didn't see this one coming. But literally when this movie started and they like announced, like they brought the character that was going to be revealed as a ghost face into the story. I went, ghost face. You're ghost face. It's very easy to pick them out at this point. It's just, you just know. Moving on. This is where we kind of get off of where Morgan and I went. We didn't really talk about these films. We just like. I just said what the movie was and said what I thought, but now I'm going to kind of get into them. Okay, so Pilgrim is next. Whew. In an attempt to re- to remind her family of their privilege and help them bond, Miss Anna Barker invites Pilgrim reenactors to stay with them over Thanksgiving when the actors, actors, air quotes, refuse to break character. The Barker family learns that there is such a thing as too much gratitude. I debated putting this one in the gore category because there is a whole like, poison cranberry sauce vomit scene i which was way too much other than that this movie sucked good premise like i feel like thanksgiving horror isn't really a subgenre of like holiday horror that's been done before so i really was excited to see a horror movie about thanksgiving speaking of which there's a horror movie coming out this november october 
that's called Thanksgiving, which I'm excited to see. It better be better than Pilgrim. That's all I want. Better than Pilgrim, please. But Pilgrim, it just didn't do what I wanted. I'm de- I can't decide if it's Snoozapalooza or they them. I'm going to do Snoozapalooza because it was still, it was a unique idea. I'll give it that. It was unique, so it's better than they them. Moving on, we have Shrooms, a group of American teenagers, travel to Ireland to experience the trip of a lifetime. Wink, wink. Um, as promised by their Irish friend and, halluci- wait, and hallucinogens. Oh, hallucinogens expert Jake. Sorry. Um, as gruesome events unfold, the friends can't distinguish p- between hallucination and reality. I was so lost with this. I didn't really care to pay attention. I didn't pay attention to it that much. It was so bad and predictable and just meh. So it's going in they them. Up next, we have Black Christmas, the 1974 version. As winter break begins, a group of sorority sisters, including Jess and the often inebriated Barb, begin to receive anonymous, levacious phone calls. Intentionally, wait, initially, oh my, I'm so sorry for my reading right now. Initially, Barb eggs the caller on, but stops when he responds threateningly soon. Wait, threateningly, period, soon. Barb's friend Claire goes missing from the sorority house, and a local adolescent girl is murdered, leading the girls to suspect a serial killer is on the loose. But no one realizes just how near the culprit is. I really enjoyed this film. I really want to see, is it the 2019 version of Black Christmas? I've heard it's not as good, but like... I love this premise. I love this idea. It's really good. Who the heck was the killer? I that's the I love that. They don't ever really give detail about who the killer is, where he came from, his motivations. So it's truly like a terrifying like what is going on. I'm going to put this in instant Halloween classic even though it's like a Christmas horror movie. It's so good and I recommend it. Next we have Piggy um, Sarah is an overweight teen who witnesses a strange kidnap, a stranger kidnap, sorry, <laughs> a clique of girls who bully her on a regular basis. When police start asking questions, Sarah keeps quiet as she's torn between revealing the truth of protecting the man who saved her. And she also like falls in love with this man, like subtly a little bit. I think this was a good film. I wish it would have had a more heavy revenge plot because it's about the girls that bully her. It wasn't as revengey as you thought. Like, it's it's barely a revenge film at all. Sorry, something just fell. Um, but also, this is a Spanish movie. So it's, it's like, all in Spanish. I, I watched the English dub version because I just... I can't focus on movies with subtitles that much right now. I got stuff to do. So I just needed to listen. <laughs> so I watched the English dub version. They need to start doing dubs better. Because, like, the acting in voice work for, like, dubbing foreign films is terrible. Like, there's no emotion. They're like, oh, no. You're a bad girl, Piggy. Like, where is the emotion? Give me something, please. So that's, like, the downside to this movie. But it was good. I wish I was wishing for more. I'm going to put a baby could watch this. Yeah. Next up, we have malignant paralyzed by fear from shocking visions. A woman's torment worsens as she discovers her waking dreams are terrifying realities. This movie. So good. 
I loved this movie with my whole being. Malignant is that girl. I don't have, like, I can't say as enough good things about it. Like, the cinematography is purely gold. You know what? Some of the best media I've ever seen. And I will stand by that. Malignant was amazing. It's... I don't know if it's necessarily like the most shocking and unique premise, but it's just, it's campy. It's fun. Like I don't, there's not enough good things I could say about this movie. I would highly recommend watching malignant up next. We have the classic Halloween Uh, on a cold night, Halloween night in 1963, six year old Michael Myers brutally murdered his 17 year old sister, Judith. He has sentenced and locked away for 15 years, but on October 30th, 1978, while being transported, transferred, same difference, uh, for a court date, a 21-year-old Michael Myers steals a car and escapes Smith's Grove. He returns to his quiet hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois, where he looks for his next victims. Halloween, I feel like I'm torn with. First of all, the... The posters for the first two Halloween films are some of the hardest and like they go hard. The best movie posters I've ever seen. Like it is pure genius. I I'm going to put it in instant Halloween classic. I just feel like people talk of that movie so much. I was expecting more from it. And I don't know if it's because I've just watched so many horror movies that like try to scare you so bad. And this one's just more subtle because it's one of like the more classic ones that I wanted more from it. But there's just something. I just needed something more. I don't know. Next, we have Halloween 2. After failing to kill stubborn survivor Lori and taking a bullet or six from former psychiatrist Dr. Sam Loomis, crossover to Psycho. Um, where was I? Sorry. Michael Myers has followed Lori to the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, where she's been admitted for Michael's attempts on her life. Uh, the institution proves to be practically suited for serial killers. However, as Michael cuts, stabs, and slashes his way through hospital staff to reach his victim, his favorite victim. I did not really enjoy this one as much as the first one. I, like I said before, it's just, I was hoping for more. I'm going to put it in. I did jump again. This movie poster goes hard. Like whoever made the posters for Halloween one and two, they deserved a raise. They deserve everything. I love them. Next up, we have, we're kind of winding down here. Uh, we have the vampire category of horror, similar to monster. This takes use of the age old legend of vampires and bloodsuckers. Um, so for the, I have a singular movie for this, which doesn't even count as a vampire movie. It is a vampire movie, but it's a comedy, but I put it in vampire cause I don't have any other vampire movies. So yeah, Renfield, is the movie Renfield, the tortured aid of his narcissistic, narcissistic boss, Dracula is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. However, after centuries of servitude, he's ready to see if there's a life outside of the shadows of the Prince of darkness. I thought this movie was very mid. I'm going to put it in snooze palooza Aquafina. I just can't do it. I can't do it with Aquafina. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't. Next we have, Literally one of my favorite themes for not just horror movies, but movies in general. 
the witchcraft and occult. It's just, it's such a rich topic and theme and aspect that I, I love a lot. Like there's so much you can do with it. There's different directions you can go and it has to be done right though. It has to be done right. Okay. Widely known to be something you don't want to mess with unless you have the knowledge of it. There are two offshoots of witchcraft films. There is the 17th century route of like witch trials and like the devil and all that stuff. And then there's the other direction of going with like the, the cult, like ooky spooky spellcasters, like think hocus pocus, but like spooky. Um, so first up we have the witch. I don't, if you're watching, I just hit a candle. If you're watching right here, I have the, I have the soundtrack on vinyl. It's one, literally one of my favorite films. Again, another Robert Eggers film. I highly recommend watching The Witch if you haven't. Anya Taylor-Joy, Queen of Horror. Yes. In, in 1630, I almost said 1930. Oh, my gosh. In 1630, New England, panic and despair envelops a farmer, his wife, and their children when youngster son, youngest son Samuel suddenly vanishes. The family blames Thomason, the oldest daughter who was watching the boy at the time of his disappearance. With suspicion and paranoia mounting, twin siblings Mercy and Jonas suspect Thomason of witchcraft, testing the clan's faith, loyalty, and love to one another. It is just so good. It is so effective. It is one of the best horror films I've ever seen. It's not even heavy handy, heavy handy, heavy handed on horror. It's just such a good spooky film. I it's one of those films I can't say enough about. It is so good. Anya Taylor-Joy is literally amazing. I think she was like 18 in this role and she ate it up. I'm going to put it in the best media I've ever seen because it belongs in this category. It really does. I literally don't know what else to say about this film. Oh, I know what to say. One of the very first scenes of this film is when Samuel, the baby, gets taken I don't. I won't reveal what happens in this scene, but I was literally staring at the screen. I watched this with my roommates. I was like, "Are they allowed to show this on TV? Like, is this is this legally allowed to be seen?" Because it was so jarring and shocking. I was not sure if I was allowed to watch it. It was crazy. Highly recommend it. Okay, moving on. We have Suspiria. Young American dancer Susie Banyan arrives in 1970s Berlin to audition for the world-renowned Helena Marcos Dance Company. When she vaults of the role of the lead dancer, uh, the woman she replaces breaks down and accuses the company's female director of witchcraft. Meanwhile, an inquisitive psychotherapist and a member of the troupe uncover dark and sinister secrets as they probe the depths of the studio's hidden underground chambers. This film is a twist and turn. Oh, by the way, this is um, the newer one, 2016, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember when this film was, but it is not the one from the 1970s, 80s. I need to watch that one still because I, I believe it's good to watch originals and remakes. Yeah. Um, it is so good. I honestly thought that Susan Susie was played by Jennifer Lawrence when I first saw, like, clips from this movie nope dakota johnson they just looked very similar to me i don't know why um mia goth is in this it is so good um tilda swinton plays like 14 roles in this movie she's crazy she's a crazy woman so good i think i'm gonna put it in a 4.5 spooky stars the one thing i hate about this ranking is that 
when you pick this up, you can't like drag it and it moves the screen for you. You have to physically set it down and pick it back up. Moving on, we have two found footage films, Blair Witch and the Blair <laughs> the Blair Witch Project. I watched Blair Witch, the 2016 film, before I watched the Blair Witch Project, which I feel kind of ruined it for me because I was getting part of the story. I don't know. I just feel like I should have watched it the other way around. So Blair Witch, the 2016 film, a young man and his friends venture into the Black Hills Forest in Maryland to uncover the mystery surrounding his missing sister. Many believe her disappearance 17 years earlier is connected to the legend of the Blair Witch. At first, the group is hopeful, especially when two locals act as guides through the dark and winding woods. As the night wears on, a visit from the menacing presence soon makes them realize that the legend is all too real and more sinister than they could have imagined. I personally didn't enjoy Blair Witch. It is... I just feel like it was just repeating what's been done before. Because it really did. It really is just the Blair Witch Project. But worse, honestly. I'm going to put it in a baby could enjoy this. Because honestly, the Blair Witch series, not much scary stuff happens in this. It's not much. It's nothing, honestly. Up next is the Blair Witch Project. In October of 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary. A year later, their footage was found. I enjoyed this. (laughs) I think I would have loved, I would love to go back in time and... There was a motorcycle that just rode by. Experience the time period when this film came out. Because not only did they make this film and heavily promote it as like, this is an actual found footage film. This is not fake. Because like the actors from the film use the same names in the movie. So it's like, oh, these are the same people. Um, They created mockumentaries that went on TV before the premiere of the movie that heavily implied that this was real. Like they took their time to make this a believable story to scare people. And I appreciate that. And I would love to go back and experience that for myself. I can't. Um, but yeah, it is It is everything that Blair Witch from 2016 wishes it was. <laughs> because it's not heavy-handed on like the spookies. Ooh, what's this? Ah, It very much feels like a real found footage film. It literally feels like this is a film that was found in like the woods. Not like this is a movie that was shot to look like it was a found footage film. Which is why I feel like this one has is like so effective in such a popular film. I'm going to put it in instant Halloween classic probably because I don't feel like it's, it is not at least a 4.5 spooky stars. I can't put it there. Wrapping up our witch category, we have Carrie, the 1976 version. Carrie White, a shy and troubled teenage girl who is tormented by her high school peers and her fanatically religious mother begin to use her powers of telekinesis to exact revenge upon them. For this one, I wasn't sure if I should put it in witch or um, uh, thriller, psychological thriller films. Because it, is, because it is never explicitly stated that Carrie is a witch. I just kind of assumed it has that witchy vibe, so that's where I put it. But I just need to say, everything Carrie did, valid. She is valid. She deserves... She, she really deserved she didn't deserve she did good for what for what happened (laughs) i don't know i can't talk i'm gonna put it in a 4.5 spooky stars 
um, looking back, I realize I skipped they them. Let me let me just go back and, and fix this for you. Okay, they them. It we're in the slasher category again. Uh, a group of teenagers at an LGBTQ plus conversion camp endures unsettling psychological techniques while being stalked by a mysterious masked killer. This movie sucked. That is why there is a they them category because it is it is not good. It is not good. It is a good fun campy premise done very poorly okay uh, last lastly we oh i just hit the table we have our last subgenre which is zombie the use of zombies is an effective element to use in horror films a mindless usually flesh-eating creature that will stop at nothing to get to you we have one film for the zombie category, which is The Cabin in the Woods, which is not necessarily a zombie movie, but for most of the film, they use zombies as their main antagonist. So, when five college friends arrive in a remote forest cabin for a little vacation, little they expect the horrors that await them. One by one, the youths fall victim to backwoods zombies, but there is another factor at play. Two scientists are manipulating the ghoulish goings-ons, goings-on, but even as the body count rises, there is yet more to work at work than meets the eye. Um, I think this is a snooze-a-palooza. I didn't enjoy it. I know it's kind of seen as a classic horror film at this point, but it just didn't really do it for me. I wasn't enjoying it. Chris Hemsworth, you're fine. Okay, we did it. That was 100 horror films that we have got through in this one episode. Here we have it. I'm going to put this this ranking on the Instagram if it allows me to. I don't know if it's going to be too big because that, that, that's a big image right there. That is a large image. I think we might have to find somewhere else to post it. I'm not sure. Maybe the community tab on YouTube. Who knows? So I'm going to download this image, and that's kind of it for me by myself. I think I'm going to throw it back to Cole and Morgan previously for medias of the week and wrap up so morgan what's your media of the week my media of the week is this is hard okay recently i've been listening to making the bed by olivia rodrigo because that song is just hitting home for me right now but also no role models by j cole like in that movie or movie. music as well and um, movie-wise, last night I watched Les Mis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was spectacular, per the usual. The Anne Hathaway, the Anne Hathaway is in that movie, and she slays a sw- I thought someone was outside the window. I probably am going to kill myself now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Spooky. Spooky, scary. Uh, you done with Media of the Week? Yes. My Media of the Week, um, I've been listening to the record by a boy genius. Mm-hmm a lot more than I have been recently. So that's up there. And then I watched and finished Fiona and cake, the new adventure time series. Oh, slay. Amazing. Um, I don't think I have any move. Oh, I've, uh, no, can't say that. Oh, can't say that. Oh, hot second. Uh, Give me a hot second, please. (laughs) Um, I believe I'm going to say the Scooby-Doo movies, the live action Scooby-Doo movies, period. That is my media of the week. I watched both of them last week. That's some good stuff. They need to make another one. I would agree. Freddie Prince Jr., come out of retirement. Please. Please. 
They need to make another one. Or they need to release the director's cut R-rated version that they originally filmed. <gasps> Did you know about this? For which one? For the first one. For Is that Monster Island? Yes. They have, they filmed a bunch of stuff for it, but then they cut it all because the because Warner Brothers said, no, this is a family film. No. Hater. I want to see the X-rated, R-rated version. Give the people what they want. Maybe not X-rated. That's a bit too much. That's porn. That is porn. <laughs> and I don't want to see Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see like Shoggy that. Raw Dog in it. No. Um. So yeah, that those are my medias. Anything else to add, Morgan, about horror? Stay safe when you're watching it. Yeah. Like... Carry a crucifix if you're watching Terrifier, please. Watch it with a friend in the daytime. There, There's strength in numbers. 10 a.m. Yeah. So you can have the rest of the day to recover. <laughs> I watched it at 11 p.m. I think I watched it like midnight. And, and I wanted to I wanted to die. Yeah. D- wouldn't recommend Terrifier if you're spooky no. easily. No, no, no. So I think that's going to do it for horror. We'll see. Well, I'll see you next time. We'll love to have you again. I want to be back. Please. Hopefully for Glee season two. Yes. We'll get there eventually. We'll get there. This guy. The thing is, Janie just watched the rest, like all of Glee again. So mm-hmm. I've been watching, I was watching little snippets and I watched like all of season four with her. So I'm like out of order. It's fine. We'll get to season two eventually. I need a reason to put this tracksuit back on. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get a different costume. Per. Or I'll just get a different colored tracksuit. <gasps> per. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this has been the Mostly Media Podcast, where we talk media, mostly, and all things horror. Thank you for watching. We got all the links. You know where they are. Bye. Bye.